Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome to the new episodes of Radio Rehab. I'm Dana, and I'm a recovering addict and an alcoholic. I'm clean and sober right now, but I've struggled with the disease of addiction for most of my adult life. It began when I was a teenager. I've had bouts of sobriety, and even during the bad times, there's always been some part of me that wanted to live life the right way, the way I am now. This show isn't just for addicts, it's for everyone. Some of my guests will be familiar to you, but their stories will be new, heartbreaking, and awe-inspiring. If you aren't one of us, you surely know us. We are your wives. Your husbands. Your daughters. Your sons. And we've gone through hell to get to the other side. This show is dedicated to the ones who didn't make it. Welcome to another episode of Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana, here in studio with producer Shar. You know, it's really exciting to me, not only that I have a sobriety month this month, I mean a sobriety birthday this month, but that it's National Recovery Month, which makes me so excited. Did you do that on purpose? I, of course, like I can control when I quit. No, because my <laughs> idea, because my belly button birthday, as they say, I hate saying that, but my you know, actual real birthday is on September 26th, and my idea was... I'm just going to drink tonight because then I will make my sobriety birthday and my belly button birthday the same day. If I didn't have 50 people sitting on me going, no, you're not, because I I can never control when I was going to quit. It just happened. I just hit a damn bottom. They they call you, so if you're sober, you have your birthday and you have a belly button birthday. Yeah, and, and I've always hated it, that term. Why too. is it called a belly button? I have no, because that's when your belly button was born. I have no idea, but I've always hated it. I don't like talk <laughs> of belly buttons at all. I if think somebody it's out disgusting. there knows the reason why a belly button birthday is called a belly button birthday, I'm probably going to go like take to Twitter right now and ask people why. Yeah, a belly okay. button birthday is called a belly button birthday. In recovery. Yeah, if you know, you can email us. It's radio rehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G O T O productions.com. You can call or text 415 496 on the Facebook, the Instagram, and the Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana, D A Y N A. Um, yeah, this is a this is a special month, huh? It's a huge special it's, month. It's uh, I can't believe it was a year ago that you were going through, or we were going through what you were going yeah, through. Yeah, that everybody I know was going through what I was going through. I know it's. It's it's huge, and I love that that uh, we've used this show as um, kind of a catalyst and something to so other people can see it. It's like I want people to see the beginnings of it. I want people to see where I'm upset. I want people to see where things get hard, and I want people to see that I can get through that. And if I don't go through that, I want that to be put. You know, if I fail, if which I won't because I don't know. But if if I fail, if I fall down. You know, I I just pe- we people need to see the reality of it. It's not, it shouldn't be hidden anymore. And it, it's like uh, the film that you're gonna hear where we talk about with a caller that we have calling in, um, called the anonymous people. It sh- it shouldn't be 
hidden from people. People should know what the reality of this looks like. And uh, there's a lot more happy to happiness to it than you could possibly imagine, which is why I'm really psyched about Recovery Fest and wish I could be in Nashville more than anything right now. I love Nashville anyway, but I mean, just to, to be in the South where I'm from and be doing recovery there would just be so cool. That would just it would, that would be full circle type stuff. Nashville's a great city. Too. Nashville is great on every level. I I I've spent a lot of time out there. Uh, I haven't been in about ten years, which kind of kills me. Yeah, I haven't been there in so long. But um, yeah, any excuse for us to go to Nashville? Any excuse? I know. Aunt Kim is there. Like, I have an aunt. I can I can see with. We I have a cousin. There, there's just we there's oh my god all the restaurants I love Nashville although, and I would, although Cracker Barrel's coming to Sacramento so I I cannot wait <laughs> to go critique that it's like and that's how I learned about Cracker Barrel is for me well no from all the times I used to go to Nashville oh oh I thought you meant from all the pictures I posted of us being in line at Cracker Barrel oh, and someone no, holding no. a gun on their hip um, the, well the reason I used to go to um the reason I used to go to Nashville all the time is my cousin went to get Vanderbilt University yeah. And so I would go twice a year, um, pretty much drive, do a road trip with her uh, down there, and then usually come back. Actually, maybe even three times a year, because I think I would go like during like a, a spring break or something like that. Well, next time we go, it's going to be for Recovery Fest. It's going to be all recovery That's a year oriented. from now. I'm hoping we'll find a different reason to go before that. Okay, we'll find a couple of reasons but, to go. But... Uh, one of the things is we, and so that's where I learned about like the Waffle House and the Hardee's and the freaking <laughs> Waffle House. Uh, uh, Cracker Barrel of the world. But obviously Cracker Barrel is the best of all of that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what we used, what we did on her, her senior year, which was basically our last road trip across the country from Nashville to California, uh, we took the Cracker Barrel map that they have on the placemat. Uh, oh, and um, you just went to all of the Cracker Barrels. We, we basically could? wherever we needed to have a eat stop, we tried to get it all the way until we got to Salt Lake uh, City in Utah. Was where the last one is, as close west as it could, and that's where we had our last Cracker. That barrel is meal. hilarious. Viva la Cracker Barrel! Well, another thing they have in Nashville is Crystal Burger. There's actually a crisp, a Crystal Burger and Krispy Kreme drive-through that I went oh, to. Oh yeah, I learned about Krispy Kreme back there. Yeah, and, of course. And I yeah, and, but then it's all over California now. So. Yeah, it is now. But there ain't a Crystal Burger here. Crystal Burger's the best. I, I seriously, I just we I, just I just go like, there. We're just gonna go there to eat. We're not yeah, really let's gonna just go, go to Recovery eat. Fest. So. No, we're de- I would de- I'm <laughs> definitely going to Recovery Fest next year. I'm all over that. Um, we have a special we have a special guest. So we are joined today via phone line by Robin Noble from Recovery Fest Nashville. Hello, Robin. Thank you for being on Radio Rehab. Hi, Dana. So glad to be here. So let's talk a little bit about Recovery Fest Nashville, which I'm very upset that I'm not going to be at this year, but I will be there in spirit. What What's going on this year? Is there any major themes? I think you and I had discussed some themes that, that are going, out, going on that you guys wanted to to talk about. Yes. Recovery Fest Nashville, this is our fourth consecutive year. Basically, this is National Recovery Month. September is always National Recovery Month. This year, the theme for National Recovery Month is Join the Voices for Recovery, Our Families, Our Stories. And so we're focusing more on the family recovery. And what Recovery Fest is all about is a day of fun. It it seems like the world seems to know what, they think an addict looks like, but this is what recovery looks like. 
having fun. We have over 60 vendors that will be there. And when I say vendor, that may be a treatment center. Uh, we actually have like Refuge Recovery will be there, whom I heard about on your show. Right. We also have um, people from 12-step groups will be there uh, to provide information from different groups. And we have people there providing activities for kids, food trucks, and of course, with this being Music City. Yeah, I was going to say, since it's Nashville. Many, <laughs> it is. We have many musicians in recovery that will be playing throughout the day. That is um, and so our lineup cool. is on recoveryfestnashville.com, and you can see that. So, yes, it's, Nashville's a huge recovering city, and we do have a lot of musicians uh, who are in recovery. So we have a great uh, musical recovery group here, too, as well. That sounds so cool. I really, really like want to say again, I wish I could be there. It's like the bane of my existence that I can't be there this month. But I guess I can't be everywhere in the month of September. But as we were talking about, I definitely will be in Nashville for Recovery Fest next year. I'm we have a spot to for you and Char next year. You uh, will be great. There. We are all over it, um, and we want to eat at Monell's too. <laughs> <laughs> I love absolutely can't miss that. I know. I I love Nashville. So something else that you and I talked about and uh, is recovering out loud. And, and and can you explain to the listeners a little bit about what that is? Yes, a lot of this movement came from the film The Anonymous People. And for those of you who have not watched it, I cannot stress enough the importance of watching this film. One of the things that, that really catches me in the film, and I've watched it many, many times, is instead of identifying yourself as an alcoholic or an addict, someone in this movement identifies themselves as a person in long-term recovery. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of advocacy with the different bills that have been, been passed in Congress with the insurance uh, bills for mental illness and substance abuse. And so we're trying to break the stigma of addiction and mental illness and recovering out loud. You know, one of the things that we look at, like with the AIDS movement, when those people got behind their movement, money was spent. Um, you know, treatment was developed. And one of the things that we find, you know, when someone goes in, and I've heard you talk about it, of your own experience, Dana, on your show, when someone goes into the ER with an overdose, they're not always treated really very human. Oh, no, um, not at all. Then usually they exactly. wake up in handcuffs. Exactly. <laughs> and one of the things that, that we want to see happen is that when an addict goes into an emergency room and they are in an overdose crisis, they would be treated the same as someone in a diabetic crisis because it is a disease just like any other disease. It is, it is a disease of the brain. It's yeah. not a moral problem. It's not a lack of willpower. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. I know, absolutely. But that's the goal. It's the only that disease you can get yelled at for having. I like to say that. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And one of the things that, another thing from the anonymous people that really stood out to me, a woman said that she also had breast cancer. And when she was walking through uh, to go to her doctor's office, there was a big banner that said, how can we help you in your recovery? And, you know, she said, and I also, being, you know, and recovery from addiction, I never see that. Yeah. How can we help you in your recovery? And so that's one of the things we really want people to see is 
you know, recovery continues. You don't, as we know, go to treatment for 30 days, 90 days, 120 days, and all as well. Right. Yeah, rarely at all does that happen. So the family, we want the family to recover out loud, the individual to recover out loud, and break the stigma in society of, you know, the person with the brown bag under the bridge. Yeah, and I mean, because the whole anonymity topic, you know, when, when recovery was first happening when when 12-step programs were first happening you know the only form of of I guess going public with it would be you know in the newspaper and that could look really bad it could go really bad for some people but in this day and age everything is social media you know I mean I know what people I know from high school are having stomach issues today because of Facebook it's like you know everything from there and it's a great place to show people that you can recover you know like you were talking about uh, an addict overdosing and ending up in the hospital or ending up in the ER that's right where when they wake up is where they need to be hit with recovery not a jail sentence you know that's that's when they need to get the tools and then also i i totally get what you're saying because people it's there's a meeting i go to and i I know a guy who lives on the street basically across the street from where the meeting is held and he saw me coming out of the meeting and he said i've seen you coming coming out of that church like what are you doing i said oh we have a meeting there on friday nights and he goes Oh, you're part of that whole meeting group. And he goes, what's everybody always laughing about? Because that's true. We are the most jovial, jolly, laughing bunch of people in the world. You know? I mean, Absolutely. And we're laughing at some sick stuff half the time. But at least we can laugh about it now. And it's like, you know, we recover together. Alone, we don't. That's so, exactly true. And that's why we, with Recovery Press, we say, come be a part of the we. Yeah. Because it is not... It's a lonely disease, but you don't recover alone. Yes. Yeah, you die alone. I mean, when you're in the grips of, of your illness, that's when you're alone, you know, because nobody, you've, you've isolated yourself. You've drank your family into strangers, as I've heard people say. I mean, yeah, so it's like when you get in recovery, that's when you really need to lean on people. And it, but, it, but it's like there's so much love and so much fun. And it's, you know, I see people, you know, when people first come into recovery, they're usually dealing with the wreckage of their past. So they, you know, maybe don't have their kids back yet, or they do, but it's only, you know, partial custody or only some kind of visitation. And it's the other people who have more time in recovery who I see helping those people out. You know, I see those people showing that someone, you know, someone's just getting back on their feet and they don't have a lot of money. I see other people in recovery getting together and helping take care of that person's kid. You know, so exactly. the kid doesn't have to suffer from from the effects of the disease. Well, exactly, and giving back is so much a part of recovery, and so much work a part, and helping others, and those that have already been there and still continue on the recovering path. And you know, today with prescription drug abuse, we really have a public health crisis. Yeah, the, the last thing I heard was that sixty people in the U.S. die daily from an overdose. A prescription medication? Wow. Well, prescription medication and heroin, because as as I've heard you talk about, when you can't get the opiates, the heroin is there. And that's just the craziest thing I've ever heard, because you know, you never used to hear, oh, I was taking Vicodin and I couldn't get it anymore, so I shot heroin. Nobody ever says that, but with Percocet and Oxycontin and fentanyl, people, those are expensive, and people are right. definitely going to heroin, because it's cheaper. 
which is, is scary and it's it's awful to think about you well, know these it, kids who would never have done it absolutely and it so quickly can shut off the respiratory center in your brain and you know and there you are you know and often without an opportunity for even emergency treatment yeah like so yeah like the really, overdose kit right it is really really scary and some states still don't allow the implant um or you know the naltrexone the, implant the guidelines yes you know the the naltrexone implant and other things that is so new and hasn't even come to all of the states yet and there's so many things out there that we need to be getting the word out there about which your show I've just fallen in love with and of course I have a history with you so thank you, you know, so that made much. me want to hear the show but I have just loved it because you do recover out loud you stumble out loud you whatever you've done you talk about it out loud and break that stigma and that is such a service that you are doing. And even for myself, the things that I've heard and shared with people just from your show has been tremendous. So I really applaud you and thank you and Char for doing this and for the message you're bringing to those in recovery and those still struggling. Thank you so much. I always say, you know, what did I live through all that for if I can't help somebody else? Because absolutely, there's no point. You know, I mean, I tried to die. I couldn't die. I'm obviously here for a reason. I hope that this can be it. I hope that I can help other people somehow. You know, what, what you just said reminded me of something. One of my favorite things about my sponsor, one of the many, is whenever we are at a meeting and somebody is sharing something just brutally honest where they're being so forthcoming that they're just showing you their guts, you know, where they've messed up and they're trying to figure out how to how to do this thing and how to stay sober, even though they're having some aspect of their life is just in complete chaos. My sponsors always says bravo for the honesty, you know, so it's like if your life is falling apart and you share about it at group level, you get strength from others, but you also show other people that you can walk through awful things without having to pick up and use. Because using for an addict or drinking for an alcoholic, I mean, it's death. It's just a death sentence. It is. And with any of us, whether it's the family or the spouse, the children, whomever, to share about their experience with addiction, whether they are the one in active addiction or not, and break that stigma. Because the other side is, is very difficult, too, and so scary. And to know that there are groups out there for the family that can also recover together and share that strength together and hold on tight when they need to not enable and set a boundary or, you know, when God forbid they have gone through the death of a loved one due to an overdose. Yeah. There are those there to support and to break that stigma and to share that story so that hopefully others won't go there. Yeah, so hopefully so other people won't relapse. And and everything I I like to say, you know, when I'm sharing at a meeting is I feel like the biggest thing I have to offer is, is what I did wrong and, you know, what was happening before all those relapses and what I did wrong so that people don't do that. You know, for example, not working a program, not helping others, not working the steps, all those things that in the past... Or or stopping going to meetings and stopping, you know, being in recovery, basically, and just trying to act like a normal person, you know, turned me into an alcoholic. (laughs) It turned me me right from a drug addict into an alcoholic. 
So, I mean, well, recovery absolutely. is so important. It's just so important. And it's so great. I mean, I, I like, it's not like I'm trying to, I don't try to push recovery on people. I'm just simply really happy I'm in it. It's just great. Right. I just love it. I love going to meetings. It's so funny because I remember one time when I was a teenager, I said, asked one of my dad's friends who had been sober for like, you know, longer than I had been alive probably. And he was, I said, how long do I have to go to meetings for? And he said, until you <laughs> like it. And that's yeah, so funny because sure. I like I love it now. You know, I just I I love it. It's like I get my daily dose of whatever it is that I need, and I like to I like to be surrounded by alcoholics and addicts. Call me crazy, but you know, it's like we all we all share the same we all share the same thing. We all share the same craziness, and we all have big hearts. I mean, I think it's been proven that addicts and alcoholics are really really big hearted people when they're not Absolutely. on their poison. Absolutely. I think, you know, there's so much to give back because you've been through so much. Yeah. We've, yeah, we've been through so much. It's like I heard somebody say, like, spirituality is for, or religion is for people who are afraid of hell and spirituality is for people who have been there. <laughs> and I, that, I totally agree. That is one of my mantras. I totally agree with that. And when you've gone through all of that, you so don't want to see another person suffer longer than they choose to yeah um you know and and like you said the the family that comes in that may not have their kids back totally yet or can't handle the stress and it's the group it's the other members who come along that say you know let me help out with this can I help you with this let me do this not in an enabling way but in a loving supportive encouraging way yeah. And that's what the non-recovering world doesn't see often about what recovery really is. You mean like the helping helping one another out? Right. Right. It's you know, it's not just I don't drink, I don't use, I don't whatever anymore. It's this community, it's this fellowship that is very spiritual. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's carrying the message it's all the things we do that that help us stay sober. You know, it's like, I can't, but we can. You know, like they always exactly. say. Um, you know, you were telling me about something interesting. You were telling me that there's a recovery high school? There is. Actually, there are many recovery high schools. I did um, not know that. And I did not know this either until I watched, again, the anonymous people. And actually, here in Nashville, we do have a recovery high school, Ridgecrest Academy. I'm actually doing some work there. And we also have Vanderbilt, which, of course, is an Ivy League university, mm -hmm. has a recovery program there. And they have a, a dorm, if I believe this, I'm correct on this, they have a dorm for people in recovery that is a little offset from where most of the campus parties and things are. And they have that a whole so program cool. for people in recovery while they're in college. And I believe the man that, that did this at Vanderbilt had a lot to do with the whole Association of Recovery High Schools. And I believe that's right. And you can look that up, the Association of Recovery High Schools. But there are schools across the country, I think in New Jersey, that have, like, hundreds of kids. And so you have your academics, but you also have 
recovery activities. You have a recovery plan. You have meetings. You have these things while um, you are trying to live your your recovery. You know, it's for high school students or and junior high students. That's so much a part of the culture that to go back into that and try to be different is just almost impossible. And so to provide these students with a place to go that is safe and that supports their recovery, I think is just phenomenal. In fact, that, that's where my passion is, is to provide this for these students, for these families, um, and to support families while they go through a loved one in addiction and recovery of any age that absolutely because the support is what's so important i mean especially in an age like that you know at an age like that where they're vulnerable to other things and they're vulnerable to peer that is that's just so great that they're doing that now i cannot wait to go and tour places like that and, and and get to meet these people who are doing this especially young people it's always awesome for me to see these young people that are really getting into this, you know, and, and helping well, others their own age. I actually got to go to Ikipaw. Oh, great. Um, that was in Nashville a couple of weeks ago. And I um, went as a volunteer for a couple of hours and it was unbelievable. First, it was such an honor for Nashville to have the international convention of young people here. But yeah. it was crazy. It was, I mean, wild and crazy and fun. And I looked at the schedule and there was like all night karaoke or all night, you know, dances or, or round the clock speaker meetings. You know, oh, yeah. So many things for these young people to enjoy and just looked like everything was so much fun. And all of them that I, I saw throughout the convention just seem to be having a fantastic time oh those are some of the best times i've had in my life some of the deepest belly laughs i've had have been at conventions like that i mean mm-hmm. there was an acupaw one in in california that i went to once i mean i've also never drank more coffee and, or smoked more cigarettes in my <laughs> life than those days but i mean we were just up and laughing and you know it was all sober and it, you know right. we met so many people and it was it was so much fun. Th- those things are such a great time. I just love that. I they really, really do. are. I mean, and I laugh because there were like Starbucks kiosks, you know, every few feet, and, oh, and free coffee everywhere. So you are so right. The coffee was pouring freely. Oh, I'll bet. And, and nowadays, I think it's vape more than smoke or e cig. So yes. that's probably the that's probably the new thing. But yeah, I would. I mean, I love the idea that there. There's just so much recovery in Nashville happening this year. It's crazy. There really is. We we are really fortunate, and this town really supports recovery. That is so and, cool. I can't wait to go to a meeting there. Well, I cannot wait for you to come here, and you know, I will make sure that uh, you get to go to some great meetings, and I will also make sure you do in Vicksburg, Mississippi, next. <laughs> oh yeah! Next time I'm in Vicksburg, Mississippi, you're gonna you're gonna help me find a meeting. I would love to document that whole trip. <laughs> I already have a couple of people who have assured me they will take you to a meeting when you're in Vicksburg. I would love nothing more than that. I think that that's awesome. I'm sure Grammy will appreciate that too. Um, I'm hey, sure she will. What days are just so for the people listening? So Recovery Fest in Nashville. If you're in the Nashville area, is what day this week? It's this Saturday. This Saturday, September the twenty fourth. Okay. Okay. And it's at the East Park Green Space 
from 11 to 5, and our website is recoveryfestnashville.com. That's all one word. Okay, and and I'm telling all the addicts and alcoholics and codependents and whoever else is listening to go in my place since I can't be there, please, and have so much fun. (laughs) Absolutely. Bring your kids. You know, it's a day of fun, and, and you will be there next year. I will absolutely be there next year. Well, thank you so much for calling in and being on Radio Rehab today. Well, thank you, Dana. And I do want to say again, thank you for the service that you're doing. And I do happen to know your family in Vicksburg is very, very proud of you. Thank you. And I just want want to tell you that they love you and are so proud of the work that you're doing. And um, I'm just glad to be a small part of that. Well, that means so much to me. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Dana. That was Robin Noble from Recovery Fest Nashville, kind enough to call into Radio Rehab today to let us know what is going on at Recovery Fest Nashville that I really wish I could be at. If you would like to write in, it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. That's G-O-T-O-Productions.com. You can call 415-496-9511. You can also text that same number uh, on the Facebook, the Instagram, and the Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. Uh, If you're in Nashville, I really hope you go to Recovery Fest. Go for me. And uh, if you're not, whoever you are, wherever you are, stay sober if you need to. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll